Okay, we're starting Bezos Hashem, Daf Ayin Tess, but we will stop, we will start at the, really the second to last two dots, so the last part of the Mishnah on Ayin Chesem Beis, and just to step back into it, Paraka Isha Shanafel, which we, stay, we started yesterday, is talking all about the Nechsei Malug, and we had Machlikis, whether she can sell Nechsei Malug, when, whether, Rechal, so we discussed a lot of that yesterday with a chart. And at the end of the Mishnah, it says, Rav Shimon says it depends what type of nechasim. Nechasim, are you doing Labal? If the Baal knows about them, Timkar, then she, shouldn't, she can't sell it. However, and, well, I should say, then the Mechira is Batal. She'en you doing Labal. However, if the, if the Nechasim are not known to the husband, then she, yes, she still shouldn't sell it. However, However, the Mechira is Chal. Now, it's important just to color the Sugyam Nechasim Molog to understand here that in general, the Hachamim gave her a Zchus Peir. So we discussed yesterday. It doesn't mean that, she, that the husband, the, hacham, the Hachamim gave the Baal is Chos Peiris, Tachas Perkaina. Now, it doesn't mean that the husband is a pure Baal, made a Kenyan on them, and we saw some of this yesterday, and we'll see this theme throughout. And also, just to kind of lend some color here, is that the idea, we, what we want is, we don't want the husband to, the goal is to make sure that he'll redeem her if she gets captured. Okay, so if the husband, the general thought process, the husband doesn't know about it anyway, so then he's not going to hold it against her, and, there, and therefore... That's why the, if it's Enya doing Labal, then the, the Mechira, that she, if she goes ahead and sells these Nechsemilog, would be Chal. That's the thought process, because it's not like a real Kenyan, it's not like the Baal has ownership, because it's Chus Peris, for whatever that means, and whatever the Halacha is. So now the question is, what is this Nechasim how you doing, or Enya you doing? So, Zakta Gemara, Rav Shimon Chalik Be'en Nechasim, Elohim you doing, Be'en She'en you doing. So if you want to know how to categorize what's considered you doing, or Enya you doing, Amar Rav Yesi, Rav Chanina, you doing is Mekarkai, so it's the standard, right? If we have to put it into categories, we would say that land, people know about, okay? That everybody knows who, who, who it belongs to, okay? And therefore, as I'll just again to, to highlight this idea, Rashi says, So if it's a you do it, meaning it's karka, it's batal, Okay, that he was waiting for it. He knew about this, and he was waiting for it. And land is things that people know about. And not only that, just one step further, if he, if he knew that she would eventually get it, so then he has a, he has a das on it. However, metaltolin are always in land, generally stays in the family, stays in the possession. Metaltolin is subject to go. So therefore, she'eni yidun, what's considered any yidun? That's metaltolin, right? Money that I spend, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I know that the woman has... You know, $1,000, well, the $1,000 can get spent. Karka generally would stay, and therefore, that's how he's categorizing you doing or ain't you doing. you doing him. Now, both of these are considered you doing if the Baal knows about them. If you want to know what the Baal, if you want to know what's considered any you doing, meaning Nagea to our sugya over here is can, if she sells it as the Mechir Chal or not. Okay, so we say it is chal if it's ain yudun. What is that? Kol sheyeshevas kan v'nafalu nechasim dinas hayam. If she is here and across the world dinas hayam, she gets an inheritance. So then that's considered ain yudun. So the husband doesn't know about it because it's happening on the other side of the world. Um, now uh, the Rishonim here learn that it's lav davka. 
Meaning, that's just an example. Meaning, any time it's found money, something that the husband didn't know about, that would be any you do it. The primary example, that is, or she had a long-lost relative that left her a Yerusha, that would be Nechazim Shein Yiduin. Generally, that would generally fit in the category, but it would be true. So if she is sitting here and she gets an inheritance across the other side of the world, so then that would have a din, okay, and that would have a din of Nechazim Shein Yiduin, meaning that if she sold it, the Mechira is Chal. Okay, we're going to see some interesting dinim, and really what we're going to discuss until the Mishnah is, and it's going to be mashma that we, we paskin like Rib Shimon. Okay, so we're going to, so we have, we're going to an interesting case the Gemara is now going to bring, and they say that because the Gemara is bringing this case, it must be paskin like Rib Shimon, but so we had a certain lady, Okay, so she, this was her second time around, she was already married, she wanted to shelter her assets from her husband, she didn't want her husband to get them. So what did she do? She wrote it to her daughter. Okay, now Rashi says, what do you mean she wrote it to her daughter? She sold it to her daughter, but she told her daughter that it's not really a real mechira. Okay, it doesn't count. It's not really a real mechira. I'm just doing this to shelter the assets. After marriage? Uh, while, she, while she's married. And then she's saying that if, you know, if it doesn't work out, I guess she, she was already, right, there's a question, prenup, right? If it doesn't work out, so then I want my stuff back. I'm not really selling it to you. That's the way Rashi learns it. So we'll speak out a little bit on this. Um, Rashi says that it's... it's it's only to shelter, right? To, to make sure that the assets don't go to the husband. She never really intended for the daughter to benefit. Fine, okay? And therefore, if she would become an Almana or a Grusha, what she's saying is, I never really, it was never really sold. In Svei, now, she, got, she married the guy, the Igrishe, surprise, surprise, she got divorced. So, also, the Kameh de Rav Nachman. So, she comes in front of Rav Nachman, now the daughter didn't want to give this stuff back. So, she comes to Rav Nachman, I, okay, I want my stuff back. This wasn't a real Mechira. I only did it to shelter for my husband. Kai Rav Nachman the Shtara. So, Rav Nachman tore up the Shtar. Also, Rav Anan the Kameh de Mar Ukva. So, Rav Anan had an issue with what Rav Nachman did. And he comes to Mar Ukva, Mar Ukva, who was the Av Bezdin, and he says to him, Amar Leh, he says to Mar Ukva, Chazimar Nachman Chakla. Okay, look at what this Nachman, this commoner, Rav Nachman, referring to Rav Nachman, meaning Rav Nachman was not a considered, you know, he was trying to say that he's not a Bucky Bedinim, and he's ripping up Shtaris that are Shtar Mechira. How could you rip up it? It's a star mechira. The star was written. Sorry, that's what the document says. So Amar Leh, Marukva said to Rav Anan, Emily Easy, tell me, like my dear, my friend, tell me, my friend, tell me the whole story. Gufo I want to hear all the details. Amar Leh, so he told him the story. Amar Leh, one second. He says, Rav Nachman, Amar Leh, Shtar Mavrachta, you're talking about a Shtar Mavrachta, a sheltering document, okay? That's what it was meant for. That was his intention. Hachi Amar Chaniloi, Bar Idi Amar Shmuel says, Rav Chaniloi, Bar Idi Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Moira Haira Ani. I have the right to, right? Rashi says, Natalti Rishus Meresh Golusa. Okay? Velo Yahavi Rishusa El Labaki Bedavar. So I'm a certified Bucky on these matters, and I can tell you that if a sheltering star, a star mavrachta comes to me, I would rip it up. So Amarokva says, the Shmuel says he would rip it up, so what did Renachman do wrong? He told me the story, Renachman, it was supposed to be ripped up, meaning this whole thing was never chal. If, if, if she hadn't made the transfer, the Sassan transfer, she would have gotten property back after the divorce anyway, right? 
the nechse mulug, she would, yeah, she would have gotten it back. So what's the point of, of trying to put it out of the reach of her husband? No, well, she, she wants, died. she doesn't want... He's going to yarshin her. And, and, and she's going to die, she's going to yarshin her. So, uh, and I want to I discuss more of that. Also, it's the Paris. The Baal's not going to get the Paris. Okay, so we're going to have to understand that a little bit um, throughout that. But again, so uh, the way we just explained this again, I'll, I'll read through the whole thing and then I'll speak out a couple of things. Okay, so I'm going to lay Rabbi Nachman. So Rabbi said to Rabbi Nachman, right, that Rabbi Nachman was the one who tore up the Shtar Mavrachta, basically saying that the Mechira was never Chal. It was only done to shelter. This whole thing was a sham. So, so uh, Rabbi goes to Rabbi Nachman and says, why are you ripping it up? Because we know it's not real. Nobody writes all his stuff. No, nobody writes his possessions and just gives it away for nothing. You sell stuff. You just give it away for nothing. So we can tell, right? Something smells fishy. Hani mili, however, that... That svara would play la'achrini. That's to somebody there's no shaykhs to. But Abba Labarte, Yehava, there's no reason why he wouldn't, a woman wouldn't give her stuff to her daughter. So the Gemara says, now still, afilu hachi, the makam barta, and the Surah Nachman responds, makam barta nafsha adifala. When, you're right, I understand that you would give it to your daughter over somebody else. But if she's coming and saying, you know, I, I, only, I only gave it for the purposes of sheltering, so when she comes back, it's clear that she still wants them. So if she still wants them, so then obviously, I understand you're saying daughter is better than a random person, but she for herself is better than daughter, right? She'd rather not give it away. So obviously that must have been what happened. Now let's, let's ask the phone. Is that like when my Freya? Huh? Is that like when my Freya was nothing? Or just now at this point? No, Rashi says that when she gave it, she told the Adim, this whole thing is just for sheltering purposes. So, so it's good enough for that. So it, it, it'll yeah, hold for that. Yeah, yeah again, we'll, let's, let's, like I said, let's get to the end of the Gemara, and then we'll speak out a couple of things. Some things will be clear. That's why I'm not going to, I don't want to jump the gun, okay? So, If a person wants to shelter their property, from her husband, so it doesn't fall in the Nechsemilug, so then, so the Baal, as you pointed out, doesn't, pay, doesn't get the Paris and wouldn't be Yerish it. Okay, Kate said away. So what does he do? Kaisev shtar pasim. So shtar pasim is basically a fake shtar matana, right? Rashi says shtar piyusim shemifaisaso lekabel matana zula hafkias chosbala kaidem nisuim veloishi iske mekabel zebahem. Right? So shtar pasim. So it's a shtar essentially made for these purposes la acherim. Devar shem kabel yevach chacham ma'imrim that you don't do this. That ratsa if you write if you just write a plain shtar pasim that you're giving as a matana, so then ratsa matzachik ba. Okay, so that the lekeach, the buyer in the star, can essentially play with her. Okay, meaning she could take, he could take the land. Unless you have to write the following lashon. Okay, that it's from today, and if I want to opt out, I can opt out. Okay, and so you have to write that in. It's the only reason why we're going to say that the giver or the shelterer would be able to get it back is because he writes in then we see that it actually will that it will go through so the Gemara says it depends on what you're giving if a person's writing everything in there all their stuff then obviously they don't want it to be chal no one's giving all their stuff away it's obviously, it's clear that it's for sheltering. And that case in the Bryce is talking about a case where it was a specific piece of land. So then now we don't know. A person could, we don't know if it's a real sale or not. The e like kanani like So the question is like this. Now let's, let's go back. So you said, essentially based on the story, Rav Nachman ripped up the star. Why? Like we saw, they brought from Bakiyam that 
this, it was effective at sheltering, which means that the karka belongs to, according to the way Rashi explained it, it was never sold at all. This whole thing wasn't real. So then, if so, frak the Gemara, the Eli Kanani Lekeach, Nikninu Baal, well, so then it should be Nechsei Malug. I don't understand. It's regular old Nechsei Malug if it didn't work. It's very nice you tried to shelter it, but you, if you didn't transfer it over to her and you said the whole thing was fake. So the Gemara says, Okay, that we're going to treat these like in our sugya that it's, has, they are considered because it's sheltered, because even though technically she owned it, but because you had this document in place and you went through this process and she at least faked that she was giving it to her daughter, so then the Baal's Das isn't on them. Okay, the Baal's Das isn't on them and they don't get the status of Nechsei Malog. Now, a couple... So why do we sell Well, well, that's real. So a couple... That's real. That's a, that's a real document, right? So a couple, a couple things. Um... A couple of things just to understand. Like I said, Rashi explains that there was never a Mechira here at all. Okay, the way Tysus has, has uh, a bunch of problems with this. Okay. Imkain, um, why Rav Anan and Rava argue? How could they take Rav Nachman to task ripping up the star if the whole thing was clear that it wasn't real? So he learns that really it was a, and all the Rishonim other than Rashi learn it differently, that really it was a real Mechira. And there's just an Umdina over here. That we know it's clear based on the, on the contents. What's the difference? The difference is that it's a real mechira unless one of two things happens. He divorces her or she becomes an almana. Which means, what's the nafkamina? Who would get the payrus in the meantime? If you say that this, it, there's no sale here at all, like Rashi learns it, so then she continues getting the payrus. The baal, um, the, uh, she, she would be Yerush the land, right? It all would go to her. If you say that it's really a mechira, then the lekeach would get the paris in the meantime. The lekeach would get the paris, and the lekeach would be Yerush the land, right? It would keep it, essentially, it wouldn't be Yerush, but it would keep the land because it really was an effective sale. The only thing is she has a clause, she has a clawback clause if Nisalma and Rishkasha, that she could get the land back. So that's the difference in the two ways of learning the sugi. Now, like I spoke out, it's, um, it, it's interesting, and I'm just trying to understand a little bit, it's interesting that in the Mishnah, when we brought in Shittas Rav Shimon, so we said, she shouldn't sell this. Ben Yedun, ain't Yedun, right? This whole Shtar Ravachta comes off of that sugu. We're basically saying that a Shtar Ravachta to shelter functions as Nechassim Yedun and Nechassim Sheini Yedun. Okay, it's, it's, it functions as Nechassim Sheini Yedun Labal, and therefore. Now, but in our Mishnah, we said that she, can't, she shouldn't sell them. It's only if she does sell it according to Rav Shimon that it's going to, be, going to be chal. So what's interesting is, because the sugya didn't really discuss what happens to the peris, right? And I kind of had spoken some of this out, but if you think about it, if we say, and like the Gemara says, the Gemara says, which sounds like this shtarm of rachta, this whole thing, right, which is based on Rav Shimon, so it doesn't go to the Baal at all. And in fact, I was looking up, I saw in the, and like I said, the Shulchan Aruch is paskins like, like Rav Shimon because the Gemara deals with it. But a very interesting lashon there. He says, in machra kaima, okay, like, like Rav Shimon says. But he says one additional point. And just to understand the Yerusha and Paris. And really what was bothering me is I understand that the Mechira based on the Mishnah is chal bidiyeved. If she sells it, we're saying, we're saying that it's, it's a good Mechira because the Baal didn't know about it. But why doesn't the Baal get the Paris and Yerusha if it truly is? So the Lushan in the Shulchan Aruch, he says, 
That if the Baal finds out about it, it has a din of nechsei milug. So what it means to me, the mashmas and the lashon of the Shulchan Aruch is that it doesn't have a status of nechsei milug. That these nechasim that fell to her, they're not considered nechsei milug at all until that's the uh, understands in, in Shimon. It's only considered only with a yedia is it considered nechsei milug. Until that point, it's not considered nechsei milug. It's not considered nechsei milug. Yes, it's her property, and it kind of sure looks like nechsei milug. But the Chachamim only gave, again, it's a schus peirais for what he knows about. So again, over here, he doesn't know about it. And yes, in regards to Mechira, she really shouldn't sell it. And if she does, if she does, the Mechira is going to be chal. But if she does a Mavrachta, meaning she shelters it, even though she still owns them, she still doesn't have to give him Paris and he wouldn't be Yerushit again because it doesn't fit into the category of Nechsem Malug until he knows about it. And that's so, I think that's the way to understand uh, Shitas Rav Shimon. Let's move on. Further discussions in regards to nechsei malug zak the mishnah nafulak safim. So let's say again the underpinning or the way we understand nechsei malug is something falls to her. the The simplest case is a, a piece of land. Okay, a piece of land falls to her. There's nothing on the land. That's the simplest one. The land belongs to her. He works the field, and we'll see some of this in the coming dafim. He works the field, and the payers belong to him. That's the general, the general simplest way. Now, what happens if something else other than land falls to her? So we have to, we have to simulate this exact situation. Land, pay risk, because the Baal gets the pay risk. So what happens if money falls? So let's say she gets an inheritance of money. So then you lock up him. Karka, Buy Karka, and then the guf of the Karka, the Karen, belongs to her, and the pay risk would go to him. Paris hat tlushim in a Karka. Let's say you, let's say what falls in a chasim is payrois. Again, payrois, fruits like money, have to be turned into karka, something that can create payrois. So, yulachachbam karka, you got the answer to your question. Yulachachbam <laughs> karka. Okay, so you take the payrois at Lushim and you buy karka. And he's going to eat the payrois. Again, so if it's land, the Karen belongs to her, he's going to eat the payrois. If money falls to her or payrois fall to her, so then you have to buy land to create a situation that has payrois. Now, what happens if the Paris, so a piece of land falls to her, there's already Paris attached to the land. So her mayor says, okay, well, again, a purest situation, purest situation is pure land, straight land goes to her. And if it's an empty piece of land, so we have to view it as, as an empty piece of land going to her. So how do we do that? We have to clear the land. How do we do that? Because Paris Michubarim Bekarka, right? You have stuff that's in the middle of growing. Amara Meir Shamanai Sakamahi Yafa Beparis, Sakamahi Yafa Belay Paris, Umoiser Yilakahbam Karka, Bhuaichal Paris. So basically what you do is you return everything in Rameir to that purest state. So if it's money, if it's Paris pollution, you buy empty land, he gets the Paris. If let's say land that has Paris that are Mahubar, so you basically have to figure out the value of the Mahubar, the Baal turns that and buys additional land. Okay, because that is not considered, he's going to eventually eat those, says our mayor. That's, doesn't, that doesn't fit into the category of Karen. Okay, and really what we're going to discuss now is the idea of Karen, the principle that gets retained by her, and Peres. And there's a fundamental machlekes. Our mayor holds, this is our mayor, she like we just read, that there's a clear dividing line, that Peres are stuff generated by the Karen. Okay, not, and it seems like not to the detriment of the Karen. So we have to maintain the principal amount at all costs. So here, by mechubarim, if it fell to her, and let's say a piece of land with Paris mechubar is worth $1,200, an empty piece of land is worth $1,000, so he has got to pay $200, 
and buy additional land because we have to maintain the principal value. So we turn it into something that can create Paris. No. Paris are his. So Paris Mechobar belong to him. They go to him. What do the Chachamim hold? Af, and I want to read the words of Rashi. Af So even though they didn't grow the Paris, we automatically think what was Mashpiach, what the field produced while he was the husband. That's what we would think he should get. Says the Chachamim, Af elu shaloi. So now we're going to see an entirely new idea of Paris. Again, according to our mayor, it's the principle has to be maintained. Anything generated is called Paris. The Baal gets it. According to the Chachamim, that as long as there's something left to the Etzem Zach that she was Yerish, the thing that she was Yerish, he can eat from it, even if it's going to degrade the Karen, as long as it's not going to be machal, as long as it's not going to finish, there'll be something left that has a din of Paris. Even if it eats into the principal amount, it still has a din of Paris, because Paris means as long as there'll be something remaining. And we're going to see this throughout the sugya here in regards to Shittas Chacham. Again, because it's Mechobar the Karka, it's his, okay? Yes, even though... He didn't grow in his rishos. It's considered paris. Why? Because as soon as these paris mechubarim, he picks them and eats them, there's still going to be land left. So as long as there'll be something left, that is within a paris, no problem. Okay? About tolution menakarka. However, if they're tolution, so then it's already in its own category of principle. But tolution menakarka shalah. We look at him karka. So for that, he, we're going to agree, like we said money, he's going to buy karka. Who oichel paris? Rav Shimon Aymer. Shimon says a third sheet over here. Okay, according to Rameyer, let's just, I just want, and, and to understand Rav Shimon, the Gemara is going to discuss it at the end, but well, it's, it's more words in the Mishnah, so I'll just explain the Gemara later in the Mishnah, and then we'll run through it later. Okay, so the Rameyer said, if you have Paris Mechubarin, Rameyer said, then you evaluate it and turn that. We have to maintain the principle at all costs. The Chachamim say, that no, Paris Mechubarin have a din of Paris. Why? Because even if you, after the Baal eats the Paris Mechubarin, you'll still, there'll still be land remaining. The, so the Karen, for all intents and purposes, we're considering it that it's Karen Shalah. Says Rav Shimon that, Okay, that if he gets the Mechubarin on the way in, so we agree to come with that, but not because it's going to have a din of Paris, but rather because she'll get it on the way out. So we basically ignore that. On the, when she gets, if, if and when she gets the land back, she'll get the mechubaram then, and we just don't have to deal with it at all. Makam shehura koyche b'chnisasa, yafa koyche b'tziyasa. Okay, Ketzad, what does this mean? Paris ha-mechubaram l'karka b'chnisasa shaloi, like the Chachamim, but not for the same reason. Okay, the Chachamim hold, that um, the Chum hold that we don't care if it's going to destroy the principle. Here, what we're saying is we're doing a trade. The, the karka mechsim will come in, and they ostensibly would go out if the husband died. Okay, if the husband died or divorced her. So just like whatever's mechaber the Baal will get on the way in, so too will get on the way out. And in that vein, he argues on the Chum. And what is talush? Paris tulushim and akarka on the way in. We're going to turn that into money, essentially principle. Right? It's talish, so there's a din of money, and therefore you have to turn it into karka. And on the way out, and on the way out, any Paris that are tolution generated by the land would belong to the Baal, because the Baal had the rights to Paris. Now, the Gemara is first going to discuss a case. What happens if, so again, she gets money, she gets Paris tolution, something that needs to be turned into something investable, something that can create Paris. 
So now they have a decision to make. What are we going to put the money into? Pshita aru bati. Let's say they have a dis- disagreement, and one party says they want to buy land, and the other party says they want to buy a house. Let's say the man says he wants to buy land because he knows there'll be payers, and the other one wants to buy wants to buy a house. Okay, which you could also generate rental income or whatever that would have been in Paris, but the problem is that the house will go down in value. So she wants the land, ostensibly. I mean, it could be vice versa as well. They have a disagreement. House would go down in value more than land, at least in those days. So then, ara, right? So we would say, ara, bati, you have to buy ara, right? Preservation of maximum capital. Bati, particularly. Let's say you have a choice of buying houses or decal trees. So decal trees have a lot of good stuff, right? It produces fruit, and then you have, eventually it dries out. And as wood, okay? So again, it doesn't last as long as a house. So if this agreement, they both would have payers, right? They both would generate stuff, but the one has a longer lasting principle. So then we say bati, okay? It would be the houses went out. Dickley v. Lani, they have a disagreement whether to buy Paris Deckel or, right, regular other trees, other trees that don't have as much good stuff, okay? So shari lanois. So then ilani. Uh, Dickley, Dickley, sorry, Dickley's went out. Ilani Vigufni, let's say regular trees or vines, vines which are very sensitive, right? If they're not properly uh, grapevines, if they're not properly treated, they'll get destroyed, so they're easier to get destroyed. So then we'll say that Ilani wins out. Fine. Now, the way Rashi explains this, so yeah, again, we're going, we're going with the understanding, and like I said, Rameyer holds that we preserve the principle, and therefore Paris Milchubarin, okay, that we have to turn that into principle, and the Baal only gets Paris. The Chachamim hold, and this is just as fundamental, it's going to guide us throughout the sugya. We'll have to weigh, kind of weave our way around a couple things, but the Chachamim hold that even if you're going to degrade the principle, payers are not limited to what's produced, but as long as, look at it the other way, as long as there'll be something left for her at the end, as long as he's not completely exhausting it, so then anything that he can use from the land has a den of payers. Fundamental difference. So now, what happens if Abba... Zardasa upira de kavri. So let's say what fell to her was a, a firewood forest. Okay, so these a forest of trees that all the trees were just basically good for is firewood. So eventually it's something that will be used up. Upira de kavri or a fish farm. Okay, so he again. <clears throat> so some say amri la peira the amri la karna. Some say that this has a status of peira and this has a status of karna. Now let's just think about this for a second. Again, we're going to cheat this chachamim. We're not going to discuss, really discuss our mayor anymore. Let's go with cheat this chachamim. So now, a chacham hold that if something falls to her, he can eat it as long as there'll be something left for her. So then it's considered nechsemilug and he would be able to eat it. If there's not going to be something left for her, if it's whatever she's bringing in will be completely exhausted. So then you have to, we start again. Everything has to be sold and turned into money to buy land. That's, that's the rule. So over here, the way the Achrenim explained B'Shem Rashi, because this is an entirely different shot of what's going on here. That's more like the last few lines of comparing one against the other. But the way Rashi learns this is fish farms and forests fell to her. So now the forest, the wood, the firewood, will be completely exhausted if he uses up. What's he going to be left with? Some land. Okay? Fish pond, again, same idea. If he completely uses it, what's he going to be left with? Some land. So either way, you're left with land. So the question is, the way they explain this in Shita Chachamim, when we said there has to be something left in order for it to be considered payrois, does there, do we have to have something left of the etzim zach or not? So over here, I'm going to, I'm, I'm if, if we, then that's the question here. Do we consider this payrois? Meaning there's going to be something left. There's going to be land left. After I clear the forest and use all the firewood, after I clear the fish pond, there'll be land left. 
Or do we say, no, since there's not going to be any trees left, and that's what you left her, and there's not going to be any fish left, and that's what you left her, therefore it has a din of Karen. And that's the machlekes over here. Okay, so, the, so some say, Amrilah Peira, it has a din of Peiris, okay, because there'll be land left. For Amrilah Karna, no, it has a din of Karen. Okay, why? Because, because, Amrilah um, Peira, some say it has a din of Peiris, Amrilah Karna, some will say that it has a din of Karen. Okay? Because, why does it have a din of Karen? Because there's going to be nothing left. Essentially, nothing of the Etzim Zach left. And therefore, it really is principal. We're going to view it all as principal. And therefore, the Baal can't eat any. He can't use any of the trees. He can't eat any of the fish because it is principal. Call the Milsa. So now, what's the general rules to know whether or not something is going to be Karen? Call the Milsa. Gizai Machlef. If it's trunk, meaning, and if you hold that it has a din of Karen, that means it, just because there's something left isn't going to be good enough. You know what? You know what the rule is. It has to be if it's gizemachlef. If it has the ability to regenerate and regrow, then pira. We'll consider it pira, and you can eat from it because it will build. Now, if you think about that this way, right? Fish ponds and forests, right? They're not going to. You tr- cut down the wood; it's done. You have to reseed to replant, right? Okay, they can reproduce, but it won't. The, the, the etzem zach that you're taking won't regrow. Okay, P- so gizay machlef pira and gizay machlef. It has a din of karna. Now, amr of zera, amr of oishi, amr of yanai, va amr of abba, amr of oishi, amr of yanai. So let's talk about a, a different case over here. Hagoynev vlad behemas malug. So again, the woman is Yerish, she gets a nechse malug, some animals, and the animal gives birth to a child. So you're going to pay, again, the Vlad, if you think about it for a second, would belong to the, would be considered Paris. The animal she got was nechse malug, the Vlad would be Paris nechse malug, okay? So it's, we should consider the, the Vlad as if it's the Baals. Now, if there's somebody who stole something from the Baal, the kefal should be paid to the Baal. So we're going to have to try, try to understand that. We're saying that the kefal goes to the Isha. Mishanta Shabbat could be the Isha. Kiman, frak the Gemara, who are you going like? Like a rabbanu, like a chananya. This doesn't work like either rabbanu or the chananya. Where the Tanya, look at the Nebraisa, Vlad behemoth Molog, Libal. Okay, now everyone's going to agree that the Vlad of behemoth Molog has a den of Peres, goes to the Baal. And we're going to try to understand this again within our frame of understanding what is considered Peres, what's considered Karen, will it survive or not, and go from there. However, the child of a shivcha, wife shivcha that fell to her, so that we're going to say is to the Isha. So Chananya says, Okay, but either way, Vlad Behemus Molog goes to who? The Baal. Now we just had a machlekes whether shivcha also goes to the Baal, goes to the woman, which we're going to have to understand. But either way, it goes to the Baal. So why should the Kefal go to the wife? So the Gemara says, I feel a different at call, Pira Takinule Rabbanon. The Baal gets the Paris, Pira de Pira, like Takinule Rabbanon. Kefel is not, it's not what you think, Pira de Pira. Right? Because we're going to have later that Paris, Paris, same, right? If you took the Paris and you invested it in land and that made Paris, that would also be the Baals. So it's not what we're talking about over here. Pira de Pira means Kefel, things like Kefel. And as Tesis explains, specifically, Dafna Midi de Asim Alma. This is not a direct payrace of the Vlad. You didn't sell the Vlad and get something else for it, and this is now the payrace of that. This is Kefal generated from some other place because some guy happened to steal it. Okay, and Huadin says, Tayyus that it's not just the Vlad. It would also be the Kefal on the Nechse Milug themselves would be in the same exact category. It's not just the Kefal, but it's a Huadin. Okay, it's Lav Dafka. But the point is, is that Peire de Peire over here in our Gemara refers to something that is ancillary. It wasn't generated 
by the nechsei malug. So the vlan nechsei malug really do belong to the husband, right? And that's what we're saying. They do belong to the husband. That's not up for debate. Over here, it's because it's the kefel. It's something that, it's, it's period to period that came me'alma, no shaykhis to the actual, actual thing. That's why it's going to go to the woman. The woman retained principal ownership of it. Now, Bishlam al-Khananya. So now we understand the Rabban the Machlikis, Rabban and Khananya. Both of them hold that the Vlad Nikse Mulog belongs to the Baal. There's a Machlikis in regards to the Shifch, Vlad Shifchas Mulog. Right? So Bishlam al-Khananya. So Khananya holds Hanibdulay Khashin and Lamisa. We're not concerned that the mother, the, the mother, the Hanu, the animal or the Shifcha itself will die. Okay, and therefore anything generated by the thing. Again, the Chachamim hold, we don't have to maintain 100% principal value. There has to just be something left. So if the mother will live, we're not Chayish Lamisa, the mother's going to live. And of course, everybody eventually dies. We'll get there. But the point is, is that we have no reason to believe that maybe the husband will divorce her. There's no reason to believe that she'll die before, you know, while it's still under the Baal's domain. Could be that we'll get divorced. Okay, or could be the husband will die. So again, we're not concerned that he'll die. So we consider the principle intact. Okay, and therefore, the Vlad is going to go to the Baal. The Vlad is in a Paris. El Rabbanon, Ichai Shilamisa. Now, why did the Rabbanon split it when it comes to Shifcha? Ichai Shilamisa, Afilu Vlad, Behemoth, Malugnami, Loi. Right, so if you are concerned about Misa, so the Baal shouldn't get any, shouldn't get the animal or the Shifcha. That's why he doesn't get the Vlad Shifcha. He should, right, because... Because that we're concerned that's going to die, so we view the Vlad as part of the Karen. The mother's going to die. We don't view it as Karen Peres because the mother will die. The Eloi Chayshelamisa, and if not, so I feel the Vlad Shivchas Mulug Nami. So it should also go to the Baal. Again, Maman of Shach. Either we're Chayshelamisa, and if we're Chayshelamisa, then we don't consider the child as Vlad because there's not going to be anything left, and we can't give something to the Baal if there's going to be nothing left. And if we're not Chayish Lamisa, then it both should go to the Isha. Why are you saying that the Vlad, Shifchas Behema, goes to the Baal, and the Vlad, uh, I'm sorry, Vlad, Vlad Behema Smolo goes to the Baal, and the Vlad Shifcha goes to the Isha. So the Gemara says, Lo'elam Chayish Lamisa, Veshayni Behema De'ika Eira. He says, no, you missed something. When the, really, we're Chayish Lamisa. Ah, if you're Chayish Lamisa, so by Shifcha, the Vlad Shifcha doesn't go because we're afraid the Shifcha is going to die. I, by the animal, though, why do we say the Vlad goes? Because even if an animal dies, you could still use the R. So there's something left. Again, the Chacham hold. We don't, it doesn't bother us if the principal will be degraded as long as there'll be something left for her to collect. And therefore, even if the animal dies, there'll be R left to collect. And that's why the Vlad, even though we are Chayish Lamisa, according to the Rabbanon, the Vlad Behema goes to the Baal. Amar Rabhuna Barachia Amar Shmuel. Halacha kechananya, halacha kechananya. Amar Rabba, Amar Rab Nachman, Afa Gavda Mershmuel, halacha kechananya. Moide chananya, okay, even though the halacha is a chananya, moide chananya, she'im nizgarsha, noisenes domim v'noiteles. She could take her shivcha back, okay, even though shivcha sabal, vlad shivcha sabal, and vlad behemas go to the Baal, like chananya says, okay, if she wants it, she can take it back. Why? Because mipnei shvach beisaviyah. Okay, it has sentimental value, so we generally think. So again, the, the husband had the rights to it because it's, it's the status of payrace. That's what we're considering it. However, because it has sentimental value, so she could buy it out. She has the right to buy it out afterwards. Amar Rava, Amar Nachman. Again, with the same line of thought. In the Shittas Rabbanon, Rameyer argued, in the Shittas Rabbanon, the, we, we'll consider anything principal, we'll consider anything payrace 
on the Nechsei Molog, as long as there'll be something left for her at the end. So therefore, Amar Rava, Amar Rav Nachman, Echnisa le'ez l'chalva, so let's say she brings in a goat for, to milk, V'rachel, right, a female sheep, le'gizisa, to shear, V'tarnagoylis le'beitzasa, V'deka le'peiroisav, okay, all these things, even though they will eventually be exhausted, still, karen. You can, you can, until it's fully spent. Why? Because it says Rashi at the end, you know what? You're going to have aura. It's an animal. Okay? Tarnagoylis, um, you're going to have feathers. Dekel, you're going to have firewood. Okay? And therefore, <coughs> it's Derechan, Rashi says, that you get to use it the way the animal is meant to be used. So therefore, yes, eventually the sheep, we're saying that even though these things are depreciating assets, the husband can use them. 100% has been a Paris. Why? Because as long as there'll be something left for her at the end of the day. Yes, you could use the animal all the way, milk it, and eventually it'll be dead. The skin will belong to her. The chicken baits him, all eventually will be dead. The feathers will belong to her. The Paris Dekel, he'll use it, get everything he can out of the tree, and then you'll still be left with firewood. So the, since there'll be something left for her at the end, we consider whatever he's going to use to be Paris. I'm going to have like Glima. Let's say he brings in, she brings in, she gives him a, a, a shirt, a cloak, right? Some article of clothing. Pirahaba. It has a din also of Paris. Why? Same idea. Michsi bay va'azil, because he can use it, get clothed with it. Adekalya, okay, until it turns into rags. Okay, so again, there'll be something left. It's not functional necessarily any, anymore as a nice shirt, but, or as a tuxedo, right? But it does have, it, there's something left. Kiman. So we say, who is this like? Ki Aitana, like the following time, the Tanya. Hamelech Ma'achol, everyone's going to agree that if she inherits a salt farm or a sand farm, okay, these are things that basically never get exhausted. So I raise that Paris. Those will definitely be Paris. Pir shall gafris, mechufaris shall tsrif, like we explained in our Mishnah, these are um, um, sulfur mines and aluminum mines. So then Rameir Omer Karen, Rameir says, this has a din of Karen, meaning you are exhausting, right? So I understand salt never unlimited sand unlimited it never gets used up but these things you do have a mine eventually you get mined and it does get spent okay so um pier shall gafres mechufer shall trif remeir omer karen vachachamim omer paris now chachamim say again since they'll be you'll be left with the mine at the end you'll be left with the mine at the end so that has a din of paris rav shimon omer so like we said and this we said we'll run through now rav shimon said argued so the chachamim say that paris atolution have a din of payers, okay? The versus Rameir held that you have to evaluate them. You have to turn them into money and buy land with it. That is a din of Karen. Rav Shimon said, no, these things that you're just going to go ahead and the Baal will get it on the way in. The Chum held the Baal get it on the way, the Baal get it on the way in and the Baal gets it on the way out, right? That doesn't, that doesn't matter. But according to Rav Shimon, the Baal gets it on the way in and the Isha gets it on the way out. Rav Shimon, Hainu Tanakama, at least on the surface it looks like. Again, according to the Chachamim, the Paris Mechubarim on the way in and on the way out belong to the Baal. According to Rav Shimon, no. On the way in, they go to the Baal. On the way out, she takes them. Zuck the next Mishnah. Nafula, very much similar sort of vein. Nafula, Avadim Vishvachos. Let's say Avadim Vishvachos Dekenim fell to her. Machru, Yimachru, so then you sell them. Yilachachem Karka. Okay, so these are things that are no longer producing. Therefore, you sell them and you buy Karka. Who Eichel Paris and he eats the Paris. Rav Shimon, Lil Eimer, Loi Timkar. Okay, you can't force the sale. They've sentimental value to her. So again, 
you have olive trees and vines that are old, they can no longer produce properly. Yehuda says that you don't sell them. So two examples of things that are no longer producing, he wants to turn this into something that he can get Paris out of. And she says, no, they have sentimental value to me. I don't want you to sell them. That's two examples here. So Gemara. The whole machlikis here is if they fell in her field. Meaning that, but if it's not in her field, meaning if she just inherits some trees and they're not in her field. Okay, because at the end of the day, she now is bringing in an asset that can't produce anything. So if, if they're in her field, so then they're part of her field. So we'll say that we're not going to force her to, to sell everything to turn everything into Paris. It's fine, leave it. But if she, if she just inherits these vines or these trees, or, right, and they're not in an actual field, so there's, the Baal has nothing to gain. There's no, nothing for him to get Paris out of. So then we'll say that everybody will agree, different I call Timkar, that the husband is allowed or she should sell them. The husband will sell them on her behalf. Maskevah Rizu, what are you talking about? Let's look at the first case. Those, they're never in the field, right? So it's considered all that she inherited was something that can't produce anything. And yet, there's still a machlekes tanakamo, pligi is machlekes tanakamo, shimakam liel. Whether she can block the sale for sentimental reasons. So here's how you actually have to learn it. We are going to qualify our Mishnah, but it's going to be completely the other way. The whole machlekes is if Zaysim and Gefanim fall to her, not part of her field, meaning she owns somewhere else, they're not really part of her field, but she has the rights to, because her father had them, had purchased um, olive trees and Gefanim that are no longer, they're old, they're no longer producing, or Avadim, Shachas, etc. So any of those things, but if it falls in her field, then everyone agrees that she could block the sale because of the sentimental value that they have. Okay, and the whole machlikis is, the whole machlikis is um, <clears throat> when there's no value, can she still block the sale or not? Okay, or do we say that no, she has to turn them into something that uh, they must be turned into something that can produce.